Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Friday morning, the 9th of April. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. The children are up in arms, hard as it is to believe 12, 13, 14-year-olds and some older teenagers are not happy about the political situation in Northern Ireland. They have big issues on their minds. Brexit, the withdrawal agreement, the Northern Ireland protocol, the border in the Irish Sea with Britain, invoking Article 16 of the protocol, and Sinn Féin's attendance at Bobby Story's funeral. These are, apparently, the reason for kids taking to the streets armed with petrol bombs, attacking the PSNI, burning cars and buses, attacking journalists, marching to the peace walls, taunting the Republican kids on the other side of the peace line to retaliate. Petrol bombs, blast bombs, plastic bullets and water cannons. Sectarian violence in Northern Ireland is no longer a thing of the past. The violence of this past week has been condemned by all of the political parties in the North, by Dublin, by London and by the White House. We are concerned by the violence in Northern Ireland. This is the White House Press Secretary, Jan Suki. And we join the British, Irish and Northern Irish leaders in their calls for calm. We remain steadfast supporters of a secure and prosperous Northern Ireland in which all communities have a voice and enjoy the gains of the hard-won peace. Sinn Féin President Mary Lou MacDonald joins us on the line now and a very good morning to you and thank you indeed for joining us on the programme this morning. How serious do you estimate the situation to be that we're in right now? Well, good morning, Mike. Um, it is uh, serious. It's, uh, I think your listeners will have witnessed with their own eyes the um, orchestrated violence over the last week and more. Um, what started out as unrest and violence in loyalist neighbourhoods uh, has been very deliberately now focused down to the interface areas or the peace walls, which, as you know, are amongst the most uh, vulnerable and the most volatile flashpoints across the north. And that has been done very deliberately to stoke up further tension, to provoke, uh, as you said in your intro, retaliation from from the the other side, as it were, 
So all in all, it's a very ugly, a very dangerous and a very unacceptable situation. And the immediate priority has to be to bring this violence to an end. So in that regard, it is absolutely critical that unionism, the leadership within unionism, all hues of it, um, call for those who are proposing to have further protests over the weekend to cancel those protests, to call those off and to restore CAM because there are a lot of frightened people now, uh, Michael, right across the board who live in vulnerable communities and they have a right to live peacefully and to feel safe. So order has to be restored. And by the way, mm. it can be, but it will require uh, swift, appropriate action from the PSNI, strong community responses, and above all else, at this point in time, clear, unequivocal leadership from unionism. When you see kids with petrol bombs at Peace Walls in West Belfast, uh, you wonder uh, if uh, you fell asleep and uh, drifted into a, a bad dream or if you're watching Reeling in the Ears or it's Back to the Future or what the case may be. And uh, I take it that the people you talk about who are concerned, who are worried, uh, who are fearful for that matter, are probably... Uh, at least 23 years of age uh, and probably a lot older than that and that these kids don't really know what they're at. They don't understand the issues that I mentioned at the outset, let alone the consequences of their actions now. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I I, I think this is a very tense situation for for everyone. I mean, I have to say to you that I I find it absolutely heartbreaking to see young younger people, kids in, in some cases, out uh, on the streets rioting and uh, attacking um, the other side or attacking um, members of the PSNI. Um, and it is, it is I, I absolutely accept, depressing to, to watch. Mm. But, you know, some of the peace lines in uh, the North go back to the 1920s, the 1930s. There has been a reality of endemic sectarianism, of all of that strife now for, for decades. But the good news is that we have now the mechanisms to actually mediate all of that. And, and power sharing in its fullest sense has to work in the North. That means all of the political parties have to put our shoulders to the wheel. It means the two governments have to be much more engaged than they have been in uh, recent times. And it also means that we need to have the capacity to talk about the present, restoring order, but also to talk about the future and to set out a future for all of those young people, whatever community they come from, whatever the the, the, the political stripe of that community, to set out for them a real and a hopeful and a changed pathway ahead. I, I think when, mm. you, when you see youngsters out, um, I, I think that's the message back to politics in a very, very dramatic way. So we need solid leadership and we need it now. And this mm. violence, uh, Michael, has been orchestrated. It is not accidental. It is grossly irresponsible and malicious on the part of those who have orchestrated it to bring maximum damage and maximum effect. So the community and politics and all of us need to stand now shoulder to shoulder and we need to face this down. And a spark of hope for your listeners I, I mean, on the Springfield Road last night, where there was some trouble, it's important that people know that community leaders, that political people, colleagues of mine, uh, were out um, calming the situation, talking to people, appealing to kids and sending kids home, taking down bar- barricades. 
So there is a community response and nobody wants to see this kind of violence return to our streets. All right. Well, uh, I was talking about uh, these young children understanding the consequences of their actions. Uh, what I meant was they've grown up with peace all of their lives. Uh, they won't remember the troubles and how this could yeah. result in the collapse of what is a very young peace process. Uh, the Good Friday Agreement reached just 23 years ago. Uh, and uh, the two governments obviously have responsibility for that peace process. What have they done over the last two years to nourish the peace process? Well, look, I, I don't believe that the, the, the peace process is uh, under imminent threat or danger at all. I think we are going through a difficult episode here. And I think it challenges everyone. But let me repeat, particularly those in the leadership of unionism to step up now, to be clear, to be unequivocal uh, and to tell that section of loyalism that's orchestrating this violence to stop and to stop now. And that needs to happen now, uh, Michael. It needs to happen today uh, and, and without delay. Beyond that, though, just bear in mind that any peace process and this one is no different of course, will be challenging. Um, It's happening uh, now in a context of Brexit, of the protocol, of the absolute reality that that change is in the air and that change in many ways is imminent and that we need to talk about that as a society. All of these are challenges, but we are more than fit for them. And I, I don't accept any kind of fatalistic or defeatist approach We've come this far. We've come a long way. We are not going back under any circumstances. And we need political leadership now that affirms that and that builds hope and determination amongst all of our people. Mm. And the governments, to answer your question, have to be absolutely central to all of that. I have been concerned for some time that there has been a a kind of hands-off approach uh, in terms of, of the process itself. Um, And I'm very determined that both the British and particularly the Irish government need to now re-engage in a very proactive way. There is still work that needs to be done and we all need to get down to it. In fairness to everybody concerned, we have come through and we're still living with the COVID public health emergency. And we absolutely understand we all we're all living this. So we know that that has um eaten up an awful lot of political attention and, and energy and how could it not. Uh, but the North and peace and stability on the island is a huge prize for all of us and we all have our part to play. And the government, mm. both of them, not just the British government, the Irish government, people in Dublin have a huge role to play. Okay. And I, I think there's uh, probably recognition of all of that uh, across the board. But when it comes to the stability of the peace process. There's no end in sight in terms of the street violence and it looks like these riots uh, will continue over the coming days. Uh, Will it continue to be your position that there's no threat to the peace process if somebody is uh, hospitalised tonight or or killed killed over the weekend? Yeah, well, we have to move heaven and earth to do everything within our capacity um, to prevent that. But that's how um, fragile it is, isn't it? Well, look, um, it, is, uh, it is always the case um, in any process where, where of conflict, conflict resolution and in circumstances such as ours that you have to work at this. I mean, you can't take peace 
uh, for granted. You can't just assume that you can disengage and that everything will be will be all right. That's clearly not the case. And you also have to understand that where a challenge is made to peace and stability and where people and communities are, are put under threat because of orchestrated violence, well mm. then there is a collective responsibility to recognise that, to name it for what it is and to face it down. So the PSNI, the police have a big job to do to discharge their duties, to keep people safe, to keep communities safe. Political leaders, ourselves included, have have a very important uh, job to do and, and the two governments. But ultimately, in this particular scenario, the important voice now has to come from unionism. It has to come from Arlene Foster as mm. the leader of the DUP, from the other unionist parties, from those within loyalism that, that have uh, leadership. And role. from paramilitaries, I take it. Uh, you said uh, you've been speaking uh, with uh, the police, uh, and I think you met with yes. uh, Simon Byrne, the chief constable, yesterday. Uh, what did he say to you about the involvement of loyalist paramilitaries? Are, are they goading these young people? Well, look, the, 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 it, it is very clear that the uh, the violence has been orchestrated. And as I described from to you a few moments ago, it moved from disparate loyalist communities and has been deliberately focused now at the interfaces mm. to deliberately stoke up maximum um, effect and, and, and maximum insecurity and, and maximum response. And this violence um, coincides with the announcement uh, by the LCC, which represents uh, the yeah. three former paramilitary groups to withdraw their support for the Good Friday Agreement. That's hardly a coincidence, is it? Well, no, none of this is coincidental. All of this now has been building up over the last number of months. There were posters across the north and um, egging people on and urging them to stand their ground and, you know, to defend Ulster and, and, and all of this. And unfortunately, um, when when things are stoked in that way, there is a section of the population that will respond and that will respond in the way that we have seen. It's very important to say that this is by no means representative of a majority of people in the North, as your listeners well know. Nor, in fact, in my view, is it representative of the the majority of unionist uh, people at all. Um, but it has been orchestrated. It has done damage. And they have a, the, the, the unionists would seem to have a, a they would seem to have a, a gripe, an understandable gripe. Uh, but I, I'm not sure if they understand who they have the gripe with. It would seem that the gripe that they have should be with the British government uh, who sold them out, made a promise to them and sold them out. Uh, That would seem to be the situation. Uh, And now we're hearing uh, that the root of all of this is uh, that uh, they somehow feel that independent of that situation uh, that uh, they're being treated unfairly uh, because of uh, the Brexit and withdrawal agreement, Northern Ireland Protocol and so on, but also in addition to that, that there's preferential treatment, that Republicans are being treated preferentially uh, and uh, that um, there's this problem uh, about um, the Bobby Story funeral uh, and Arlene Foster adding to that with uh, the tweet the other day suggesting uh, that uh, it, it was criminal behaviour on the part of Sinn Féin members. Uh, and all of this seems very, very confused uh, from where it we're is. sitting. It is. It's absolutely um 
It, it is, to say the least, it is confused and and all the more confused and confusing when you consider that it was unionism and in particular the DUP that championed Brexit and it was absolutely hell-bent on Brexit even uh, as people in the North in a, a majority voted to remain and even though they had been told from day one, page one, that Brexit was bad news, still they persisted. So, um, you could assess from a political stance that that much of the rhetoric that has that has uh, been evident over the last number of weeks and months is to take the eye away from the fact that unionism championed Brexit. And of course, Brexit in turn has sparked a conversation about the future, mm. naturally, um, not just here in Ireland, but in Scotland uh, also. Um, and really, uh, it is now, in my view, um, absolutely essential that unionism gathers itself, steadies itself, and actually gives, at, at a very minimum, the basic message to society and to those that, that, that they represent. Can I ask you how you interpreted that? I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm, I've, yeah. uh, yeah. That, that uh, politics is, it has primacy and that we have democratic mechanisms to deal with any and all of the grievances um, that people may feel. And furthermore, we have to have a conversation about the future. You see those kids mm. that are out mm-hmm. rioting, mm-hmm. Michael, um, and, and putting themselves in the way of danger, putting others mm. absolutely in the way, way of danger. I mean, we have a duty, all of us, to create a new narrative, a new story and a new future for all yeah. of those mm-hmm. kids, all of those young and I, I, I take it that tweet from Arling Foster didn't uh, re- represent that sentiment that you expressed a, a moment ago, didn't reflect that type of sentiment. Uh, but how do you interpret what she said? Because it, it seemed to be, OK, well, 50 police officers have been injured as a result of all of these riots, but that doesn't matter to some degree because that is distracting from the real problem, which is this criminal aspect uh, that uh, she's linking to Sinn Féin. Uh, it, would that be the way you interpreted her to be talking yes, to her supporters? That, well, I mean, I think that's what the that's what the uh, tweet said. I think that's um, self-evident. Uh, I, I have to say that it does no service to anybody to engage in whataboutery when you have that kind of violence on the streets. And whatever Arlene's view or anybody else's view of the funeral or the legal processes around that. I'm happy to leave that to to the police and to the public prosecutor. That's their job. They are their processes. Um, But whatever about uh, all of that, there can't be any equivocation. And I think it's just absolutely wrong for the leader of unionism to equivocate uh, or to point the finger of blame, you know, in, in another direction when clearly the job at hand is to name what's happening on on our streets and to set out that it is not acceptable, and more importantly, that it stops, that it needs to stop. Those mm. protests plan, planned now for the weekend need to be called off, and we need to hear the leader of the DUP say that clearly and unequivocally. Not just and the leader of the DUP, happen. but it, it's a sad day and a sorry day when the First Minister says there's issues bigger than the breakdown of law and order on the streets, uh, not just of Belfast, but uh, across the province for that matter. Uh, Hopefully uh, there will be calm uh, and uh, some common sense brought to all of this uh, in the coming days. But we leave it there for the moment and thank you indeed for joining us uh, this morning. Thanks so much, Michael. That's uh, the Sinn Féin President, Mary Lou MacDonald. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 